Hello, welcome to the Off The Rocks podcast. My name is Jen and I'm chatting with Sarah. How do you, Mush? Hello, hello. How's it going? It's going well, it's going well. How are you? I'm not too bad, thank you. I um, I have been getting into old school sitcoms lately. Oh, do tell. Last week. Because I don't know about you, but I don't watch much TV. No, as I in, I, Yeah, I watch like things that I want to I don't actually ever put the TV on so if someone says like oh there's this incredible series like I might watch that but I don't sort of watch anything that's on yeah really yeah I don't get TV guides I don't really scroll through the guide online I tend to just get all my recommendations through the grapevine way after they've become a thing yeah generally so um yeah I, I only watch like Sons of Anarchy about 10 years after it come out yeah, and yeah, same, same with Breaking same. Bad as well but yeah, so I've been sort of catching up on stuff that I just missed the first time around. So I got the first um, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh, I haven't watched that. I know, I keep thinking I really need to, but is it is it good? I think it would be up your street, yeah. It's sort yeah, of a load of ethical too. dilemmas. It's yeah. like it's a lot of conversation, but it's um it's just sort of your it's quite similar to Seinfeld because it was the same creator of that, Larry David. Yeah. Um, but um, and I I've watched Seinfeld recently as well, but I have seen that before. I and love Seinfeld. Yeah, me too. And I've, I'm rewatching Parks and Recreation. Oh yeah. I did watch that when it first came out actually, but I thought it's about time I watched it again. It's just so good. Yeah. So yeah, I've just been getting into older stuff or revisiting stuff which has been really lovely really relaxing but I that wish that glorious. how do people know about new stuff oh I don't know I don't know I suppose uh my mum gets the radio time so I suppose people some people still do I should ask your mum about that the yeah what, should we have her on the podcast <laughs> yeah. get I mean, her to I'd bring the radio times with us <laughs> although I have just started listening to the archers because I'm just hurtling towards middle age and um, my mum is so delighted she's obsessed with the archers how did you get uh, so, into yeah. that then? Because that's um, so re- obviously I've heard of the Archers. I've never I've never listened to a single episode though. Uh, it's it's weird because it's like I don't see it as a um, it's more just like a comfort thing. Then I'm not particularly bothered about the storylines. There's just something really comforting about listening to these. It, it's so stupid, you know. It's just so it's just daft people chatting about cows and fluttering around on the far I don't know it just makes it I've kind of um I mean I've always liked Radio 4 but I have been listening to it um a bit more recently and I don't know I just kind of I was like I think I might be at the life stage where it's time for the archers and uh I put it on and it's kind of working for me (laughs) you woke up on like your 30th birthday and you were like it's time pretty much yeah yeah I love a bit of Radio 4 though yeah same um yeah you know we get older and they come to us all don't they the thing they do, like the crossover points you <laughs> like, i'm not resist, young anymore resist for so long and then just find yourself being like oh just give it a try <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, i couldn't be happier jen to be honest good for you i might i'll i'll have to give it a, a bash then when's it when's it on uh, well, I listen to the um, Omnibus podcast because it's um, it's really short. It's only on for like 10 minutes or something. And I feel like I can't quite get into it. So um, I, I tend to just listen to the, podca- uh, the podcast, which is on for an hour. And then I like binge really it. listen to it when I want. Yeah, I know. I'm like, I binge the arches. <laughs> so rock and roll. <laughs> I'm not sure that it's designed to be binged. But um, I think actually. I need more arches. Hour. Just got to get more arches. <laughs> It is a bit much after an hour. I'm like, right, that's enough cows for today, I think. So is it it's set on a farmyard then? 
it's just set in like a rural community in like the southwest and um yeah so there's farmers there's a uh, you know people who make cheese but actually it's been um it's been really hard hitting in recent years like there was a big domestic some of the cows abuse. escaped <laughs> <laughs> i'm serious jen there was a big domestic abuse case and she tried to kill her husband and she's in prison and um freddie's just been released from prison for dealing drugs and having lots of sex into her 80s so good for her you don't hear about that do you like her actually having (laughs) sex not not graphic no like we're not in the room so to speak good god yeah i'll have to give that a bash then sounds amazing i don't think you'd like it jen to be honest do the (laughs) do the animals talk oh no no (laughs) not that sort of thing (laughs) is that a serious question (laughs) I suspected the answer would be no, but I'd literally have never listened to it. So it's it's it's, it's a, like a real life kind of situation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I would. I it's would not like not, Babe. <laughs> it's not like Babe. No, no. Homeward Bound. Oh God, that destroyed me. Homeward Bound. Have you ever seen that with the dogs that, that no. get lost and they have to they have to find their way home? Very no. emotional. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, anything else we want to catch up on? Or should we just jump? Because we've got a great listener email. Yeah, it's quite a heavy one this week, isn't it? So uh, I hope everyone's ready to be... It's quite quite emotional. This might be my favourite, yeah. I think so. Go on. Shall I I jump straight in? Okay. Yeah. Here we go. Hello, Jen and Sarah. Love the podcast. You make me laugh so much. I have an ethical dilemma and wondered if you could help. I keep getting presents I don't like from people and I don't know how to make it stop. (laughs) My auntie has gifted me ornamental frogs since I was a small child. That's ornamental frogs. I kind of liked them when I was little, but now I'm in my 30s. Having a huge frog collection wasn't part of my plan. I can't believe that for a second. Who who doesn't want that? (laughs) I know, how weird. This same sort of thing has now started happening. Oh God, it's, it's happening with somebody else. It started happening with my boyfriend. We got together a couple of years ago and on our first date, he won me a cuddly toy on one of those arcade game grabber machines. I know the ones, the teddy grabbers, teddy pickers. Yes. Since then, he's given me at least 10 <laughs> further cuddly toys, one of which is enormous and I don't like any of them. How do I get this to stop without hurting anyone's feelings? I realise this is a first world problem and it's also not my biggest problem, but it's a problem all the same. And I wondered if you had any suggestions as to how to deal with this. Thanks in advance, Adele. Okay. Oh, Adele. Adele. I mean, she says it's not her biggest problem, but if the teddy giving continues, I mean, I, I wonder how big her house is. At some point, they're going to need their own room. I know. And, it's... and have you seen some of those massive ones? Like you yes. can get massive gorilla that, types yeah, that yeah. you can sort of sit in. Do you have one, Jen? <laughs> from experience, I'm actually uh, broadcasting live from the gorilla chair. Sat in my gorilla lap. <laughs> yeah, so I actually have experienced myself with this sort of thing. Do you? Oh, do tell. Uh, no, I don't know. No one buys me gifts. No experience of receiving gifts. Uh, no, I don't think I do, actually. This has uh, happened to me a few I'd times. I'd like to hear about yours. Okay. This has happened to me a few times. And actually, it's um, it's, it's happened to my mum because I was one of those people that kept buying her shit when <laughs> I was little. But yeah, so for, from my personal experience, Adele, bless your heart. Thanks for writing in, first of all. Do you yeah. think it's the Adele? Oh, without a shadow of a doubt. Okay, just just checking. That, For sure. Helps me to visualise. Carry on. Does anybody know Adele's surname? I don't think she has one, does she? <laughs> she doesn't use it because we all know, you know, you say, like you just said, you, you say Adele, you think... Adele? Adele, yeah. But yeah, no, I don't know. I don't know a surname. 
Oh, we'll find that We out. don't need to. I'll be in I, the show notes. Everyone. I used to have a friend at primary school. She was called Adele Morell. Oh. True story. Oh, rhyming name. Interesting. Yeah. That's a, that's bold. That's bold. <laughs> bold move. <laughs> yeah. Adele Morell. Yeah. So, yeah, this happened to me, not probably on this scale. I didn't, I didn't make it to like full on frog collection. It did happen with, a, with, um, my now husband but when we first started dating a few years back he did do that for me as well he sort of turned to my place one day with a big bunch of flowers and a big sort of teddy bear and um I'm just not a teddy bear person I didn't think you would be I'm not at all I, I prob- obviously you all we all are I guess when we're little but yeah as an adult I don't I I have one no, sorry, I've got two things that I've kept. One was from my childhood, which is a sort of old, original E.T. teddy bear awesome. kind of thing. Nice. But the, the thing with that is it's sentimental because I um, I had a, a heart surgery when I was seven. It was a sudden thing and it was obviously a really serious situation. And so my mom said, because you're having heart surgery, you can have a new teddy bear or a new toy, whatever, <laughs> taken to hospital with you. And that's the what the thing that I chose because I was mad about E.T. at the time. So I had it all the way through my heart operation and I've just kept it ever since then. And, and we had a boxer dog as our family pet at the time. And she got hold of my E.T. and chewed all of the facial features off it. <laughs> so it looks, I mean, E.T. is weird as it is but to have a faceless like chewed up faced et teddy that's all sort of bobbly it is horrific like (laughs) i don't keep it out or anything but whenever anybody randomly sees it they visibly look scared (laughs) like they're like what the fuck is is that that? yeah it is so freaky and i i love it and adore it obviously and have a lot of affection for it but I literally am the only one on the planet that does it reminds me actually I just briefly interrupt you because I actually I don't really have uh I don't have any of my kind of childhood stuff or anything but I had a um, do you remember pound puppies oh they vaguely just, they were dogs yeah they were really cool and I had a pound puppy he was called pound which was very imaginative <laughs> and actually I just remember that he he lost his facial features too like the blacks of his eyes uh came off so he just had these like white plastic discs for eyes <laughs> his nose came off and I obviously was quite distressed by this as a child so I kind of drew on this really creepy face with like red marker pen and everything. yeah horrible yeah horrible. I did the same anyway, thing um, <laughs> yeah so uh, so yeah I've got that and then um I'm also I'm a big fan of dinosaurs <laughs> you don't know this about me yet yeah I, I'm a legitimate like fan of dinosaurs <laughs> that sounds a weird thing to say I just it absolutely love them all. No, no I just I love, love them always have and I, I um I don't have like loads of memorabilia of them or anything but I just am so fascinated that they existed and they were gigantic and I've just I've always been really quite obsessed about learning about them so um an ex-boyfriend from a few years ago actually like found this little t-rex who weirdly it's the same size as my et thing and I just adore that so they they're the only two things that I've got in that vein and they're just sort of in a box somewhere but they're literally the only things that I have that you would consider um what would that be classed as? I don't like saying girly. I know um, that, um, you know how some people, they do like dolls and teddies and there's stuff yeah. they can't, like some people have stuff in their cars, like cushions and signs and powered by fairy dust, stuff like that. I've just oh. never been into stuff like that. I don't have anything like that that's sort of um, froofy or 
Froofy, let's go with Froofy. Yeah. That, that works, yeah. Yeah, so I don't really have stuff like that. So when my now husband bought me this teddy bear, <laughs> and we we didn't know each other that well, you know, it's very early days, I was I said, oh, that's so thoughtful, but I, I've got to tell you, I, I can't allow this to go on. <laughs> like, I really don't like teddy bears and stuff like that. It was a big one. It was big. Wow. It was, go what, big or go home, eh? Yeah. So, yeah, I just sort of um, nipped it in the bud and told him straight away because, and I did that because I know... If you don't nip it in the bud, it can get out of control. It can, it can. And one of the times when it did get a little bit out of control for me was a different, another weird story. None of these are straightforward for me. But when I was about 20, and my mom is 20 years older than me, so she was about 40. She, as a, as a baby, she was given up for adoption by her birth mother. So she'd never met her mother until that point in her life we didn't know who she was we'd I think she'd searched a little bit but you know couldn't find her and suddenly my mum had been um, she was doing a law degree and she was in the paper for some sort of um, law change situation like movement and her birth mother happened to see this magazine with a photograph of my mom in unbeknownst to us her birth mother had been searching for my mom since oh, she gave wow. her up without any luck and she saw this photograph of my mom as an adult and recognized her and um, contacted the magazine and said could you give my name and my phone number and my address and everything to to that woman who's who's in your magazine I'm, I'm pretty certain that's the daughter I gave up for adoption like 39 years ago whatever wow. and um, so it was passed on and cut a long story short we ended up meeting her and it all checked out and she was her mother my grandmother so for a while we were spending a bit of time with them and getting to know everybody and she had other half sisters and brothers and I had loads of cousins that I'd never met and it was really strange obviously but lovely and I think to make up for lost time my grandmother started giving me loads of presents and and a lot of them were like china dolls which I have always absolutely (laughs) hated because they're so creepy (laughs) so but you can't say um you can't be like well don't want that yeah (laughs) to your um your birth grandmother who you've never met until recently so yeah the first one I was was like oh thank you so much that's really lovely really thoughtful what a lovely gift I'll treasure it and she she really loved them she had like collections of them but then because she thought that I liked them she kept giving me more and more so I ended up with about five china dolls that I couldn't even bear to look at because they were just like china dolls are they're kind of weird the stuff of horror films aren't they yes they really are creepy as fuck yeah, and aside from it not being my style, because I don't have shells of ornamental things of anything, I also don't, I definitely don't sort of have doll collections. <laughs> so that got a bit, a bit <laughs> That's awkward. A general rule. I'm <laughs> yeah. oh, sorry. So how old were you when this started? Like twenty. Shit. She, I think that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah I, I think because odd, she, she, she'd grown up not knowing me, she thought that it was really obviously it's a sweet gesture it's it's lovely yeah. it's generous and it's really kind but it's difficult because you don't want to offend somebody but it's like how yeah. do you how like do you make I, it I stop get the, I get the gesture of you know I wasn't around when you're a kid kind of thing but not on a like continual basis you know like yeah. just one china doll will be enough thank you yeah it got it got a bit out of hand I think maybe my mom might have mentioned you know gently she loves the sentiment behind it but she's she's she wouldn't want to offend you or hurt your feelings but she's actually always had this thing where she's a bit 
creeped out by China dolls and so you're giving her something that's quite traumatic. <laughs> She's just triggered every Christmas and birthday. <laughs> yeah, she cannot sleep anymore. <laughs> so yeah, that was a bit a bit difficult. And then my third one, and then I'll go over to you to see what you think about this, but the third example that I've got of this sort of phenomenon that I, I think it does happen quite regularly is um, when, I, when I was a little kid, I my parents got divorced when I was I think it's about eight eight or nine years old and so my dad would take me on holidays separately from my mom and vice versa and one of the holidays I always you know saved my pocket money and I'd bring something back from where we were for my mom as a present and one year I just I was only young you know less than 10 but I bought this novelty teapot it was like a cat with its paw up and that was the spout and the top of the teapot lid was its head and it was really naff like I'm not saying that's good style or anything but I was a child and I thought oh that's sweet and I don't know why because we didn't have a cat my mom's not a cat person even she doesn't like teapots she didn't drink tea it's <laughs> <laughs> literally no reason why I got that wow. present <laughs> I was just about to be like I'll be kind to yourself you're a kid and then be like actually why the fuck are you buying that <laughs> yeah don't have any explanation but what followed the years afterwards was much worse so I bought this one thing my mum obviously was like oh thank you so much that's so thoughtful and sweet oh I'll put it on this table and then my brother saw it thought it was really cool and he bought one as well like a different novelty teapot (laughs) and then she just we kept buying them for every time we saw them we would buy a new one or we'd save up she got them for birthdays Christmases like when we went on holidays just randomly she ended up having to put up shelves the amount of novelty teapots that she ended up having she had loads like tens and tens of them to the point you know people would come in and like eye them weirdly like what the (laughs) fuck (laughs) what sort of novelty teapot museum display is this and that got out of hand was was et with (laughs) faceless et on display on the following shelf (laughs) and then my china doll collection (laughs) who is this creepy family (laughs) yeah so um lovely yeah, that got out of hand. And then we got we got old enough where she thought, I'm going to have to be honest, <laughs> stop <enough>. it. <laughs> stop it with the teapots, guys. Never liked them. Never going to use them, obviously. Don't want them in my house. Like, I'm going to give them all to charity. Please stop buying them. That's the end of that saga. <clears throat> yeah, that was another one. But I do I do think it's it's hard because you must have had a present before right even if it didn't turn into a collection where you just thought i I don't like this yeah yeah it's it's it is incredibly hard because i think especially with something like um you know buying on a theme like there's there's a lot of thought behind that even if the thought is misguided it's like oh this person likes this i want to keep getting them this rather than you know if you get someone a present and it's just like fucking bubble bath or a voucher or something like there's no thought behind that there's no like you know they will have some sort of attachment to this so it is a really well-meaning idea but it's uh yeah I, I actually just feel I feel quite uneasy just thinking about it because I know if someone did that to me I wouldn't have told them <laughs> I'm uh I just oh I'd have just took it and be amassing collections of things so yeah can you think of a present that you've been given that you really didn't like um Oh, I remember, yeah, I remember when I was, um, actually I did, I did call my mum out on this one. I was furious. (laughs) It was Christmas. I must have been about, 
maybe about eight or something, and uh, I told her very specifically in no uncertain terms that I wanted a typewriter for Christmas. And uh, on Christmas Day came, and she'd got me um, Cricket, the talking doll that you put like a cassette in the back. And I literally was just like, oh no, no, this will not do. And um, I, That's I think so I, different from a typewriter. It's very different from a typewriter, yes. Um, and so, yeah, I, I just I rejected it outright and within a week I had a typewriter, which makes me sound like a complete brat. Um, but yeah, as an adult, let me think. Nothing is really springing to mind. I'm very easily pleased, to be quite honest. But I do, I, I know that feeling of, une- of uneasiness where it's like, what do you do in that moment? And oh yeah, I, I just feel... I feel triggered just thinking about it. Someone once gave you a llama tea towel. Oh, oh, that's right. God, that's true. Yeah. Some Sorry, people are weird. One, one person did. And yeah, I had to really think on my feet with that. But, um... <laughs> that was me, guys. I did that. It was... I do like llamas and I do like tea towels. So actually it's coming very handy. Yeah. And it was a cool thing. It I, was. It's very and it's cool. also a little thing where you could either just give it away or not use it. Or, you know, it's not a big a big oh, situation it, it's in my bathroom it's more Do of a you? hand towel yeah yeah it's a hand towel actually it's not a tea towel yeah so let's think of some advice for Adele then yeah well I I... the difficult thing is it's one of those things that I you know the cold hard facts is their feelings probably are going to be hurt because it, they're probably going to be a bit embarrassed I think that's like if it was me and someone came at me and said you know I don't like these things that would be my overarching thing I'd be like oh god I've been putting you through this for like however many years you know I feel really bad so I think you kind of got to gently handle that aspect of it uh the most Um, yeah I think first of all yeah there's two separate situations so the one is with your auntie and the excessive ornamental frog giving I would perhaps choose a moment just you and her so there's no witnesses so it's as well handled and as um you know she won't be as embarrassed if if there were an audience to it i would probably try to discuss it with her and just say not that you don't like them but just it's gotten to such an amount now i don't i mean i don't know how many you're talking but even more than 10 would be excessive really (laughs) because what are you meant to do with them (laughs) yeah 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 so yeah i would probably just handle it like that and say i absolutely love that you've um, given me this present and it's sort of got this link between you and I, but literally I don't have anywhere to, to put them and it's gotten to be such a, a problem now with I don't know how to sort yeah, of keep yeah. them properly that um, I think we need to draw a line under it and, yeah, like stop with the fucking frogs, <laughs> for God's sake. Keep them away from me. No, but I think that's I think that's really well put. Like that is the way to handle it, isn't it? Because you don't have to say, like, oh, you know, I used to like them, but actually now I don't like, anymore. Yeah, you don't have to do that, you know, because they are a thing that um, are designed to be on display. So if mm. you've literally got so many that, you know, I don't think it's unreasonable to say, well, I do like these things, but you know, I don't want my entire house covered in them. So yeah, it's just like I love them and I love that we've had this thing, but um, I've just got no. I mean, you're entering display cabinet territory after yeah. sort of about six or seven, aren't you? And no one, no one wants that. It's a yeah. Big commitment. And of course, the thing with collections when 
people are aware of them, you'll naturally attract other presents from other people. And I don't know if that's yes. already happened to you, Adele. That's but true as well, yeah. Yeah, you, you, if you don't want any more, obviously, you, I think you need to just handle the situation so it doesn't get, fur- like, it's clearly spiralled <laughs> already. It has. And I think I think you're right, like, in terms of the other people jumping on board, because it's quite an easy in, isn't it? Like, oh, what do I get them as a present? Yeah. Ah, they've got that collection She of loves things. frogs, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I think it is quite common, like, it's never... I, I'm trying to think, I don't think it's happened to me, but I definitely know people, you know, I know I have a friend who, who likes pigs and, you know, she probably likes pigs as much as I like pigs and as much as the next person likes pigs, but she mentioned it to her mother once and every single card has got like a pig on it yeah. and it's just like, ah, I, I actually don't have a specific interest in pigs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my interests aren't just pig specific. And in fact, of all my like interests, bacon. it's not even up there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then the thing with your boyfriend, Adele, giving you, uh, getting into a sort of habit of cuddly toys, I think that's, again, really common because they're, they're all over bloody card shops, aren't they? They're so naff, like with little hearts holding, like teddy bears holding hearts, be my Valentine and all that crap. Like, And there's all that narrative that, you know, that's what girls, women yeah. want, you know, like that that is romance. Romance is flowers and teddies and chocolates and stuff. And it's not, it's about thoughtfulness and actually racking your brains to get something special that is going to mean something to someone rather than just you know something yeah from clinton's card exactly um so i again i would specifically sit down and have a conversation about that if because it will just continue in this trend really and it's a kind it's a waste of money and it sort of leads somebody to believe that they know you because they're yeah, under the impression yeah. that that's what you like and it's not easy to to put somebody straight really even on the simplest littlest things because I do think that most of us do have a sort of inherent feeling and fear of hurting other people's feelings. Like you don't want to be seen as mean or nasty or negative, but it's not any of those things. You're not being mean or nasty or negative to just be honest about how you feel and what you like and what you what you also don't like. And um, I just think, you know, you need to just handle it in the right way and say, I love that you think of me and you get these things from me and I can see how this has happened and and all of that but I don't want you to keep wasting your money and I don't have the space for these teddies and I don't really like them as something to look at so I'm keeping them <laughs> out of sentimental value because you're giving them to me not because I actually like these things and you know maybe then come to a deal that you'll keep one or two of the maybe the first one the sentimental ones but then give all the rest to kids or or charity shops and then just start afresh start yeah. you know from him he can put a bit more thought into something that or you know give him a heads up about things that you might actually like or because um that's that's just part of getting to know somebody and you know you've yeah. been, been together a couple of years but that's kind of in the big scheme of things that's not really early days is it two years not really no. this, is, this has gone on too long Adele <laughs> should have had this conversation right at the start but it's kind of I mean it's obviously you know she said it's a first world problem or or whatever yeah it's it's like indicative of something you know it's like being honest about how something that someone does makes you feel is just part of being in a relationship you know if it wasn't a, a silly gift if it was oh you know he he does this thing where I don't know whatever it is like he always rings me when he gets to work to check that I'm okay or whatever it might be him thinking oh that's a lovely thing to do and you being like actually that's just really irritating or something like you have to tell people because yeah they might be doing it partly because they think that well mostly you like because it. they think that that's what you want yeah yeah absolutely it it goes back to 
what we were talking about a few episodes ago of boundaries doesn't it of just being honest well we didn't really talk about boundaries <laughs> more about <so>. vaginas <laughs> yeah yeah episode was a lot more about vaginas <laughs> than boundaries but um yeah the, the conversation we were meant to have about boundaries it was exactly like that you just you have to you've got it, it's a constant thing where you just have to be honest with yourself about how this makes you feel and it's obviously something that is causing you conflict otherwise you wouldn't be writing to <laughs> to the likes of us for advice <laughs> i'd imagine it's causing you a great deal of conflict if you've gone to this level this is scraping the barrel resolved, as getting good advice very much but <laughs> this is your last resort <laughs> things have got very very bad if this is what you think is a good idea yeah you've got to be honest with yourself and obviously you you know yourself that you don't like these things you don't like frogs and you don't like cuddly toys but you, because you're not being completely honest which it's really easy to do in those situations someone gives you something you know it's really hard to be completely honest in the moment isn't it yeah most you know Definitely. often it's around people i'd imagine your aunt is giving you these these um frog ornaments over the years at birthday parties if it started when you're a kid and so you open it and and of course at, at start when you're a kid you like all sorts of tat like the stuff that I yeah. liked as a kid that of course I wouldn't want now so yeah it's, it's a difficult situation that's that's evolved but yeah I, I just feel like you need to try to honestly gently kindly set out your honest boundaries with with like Sarah said all of the people that you're in relationships with ideally um, if they're doing things continuously that that affect you and it doesn't really matter what what that is whether it's presence or or behaviors so um yeah it's it's not easy though to have conversations it's not, like it's that. really not and i'm being a massive hypocrite because i probably we don't do it <laughs> yeah <laughs> i would and have you know found stuff like that really really difficult you know especially especially when it's well-meaning stuff it, it's it's mm. all well and good when it's you know this is something well i say it's all well and good i don't tell people when they're doing stuff that makes me feel bad either like that's just my issues with boundaries but i'm working on it uh, but in terms of stuff that, you know, is is, is very well-meaning and, and lovely from their side to, to just have to go, you know what, actually, that's not really working. It's, it's just, it's so hard. But if people are buying you gifts, then maybe they're sort of, they love you and they have your best interests at heart and they're willing to listen, hopefully, and wouldn't take offence at it. I mean, I, I think, it, yeah, I come back to my point of if that was me as the giver of... <laughs> um of the presence then you know i i would be more it'd be more kind of like my pride and embarrassment that was hurt and i think really people get over that um eventually i don't think they're gonna hold any resentment and eventually they'll be glad that you've told them because it's no one wants to be giving stuff that people don't want yeah it's it's definitely a dilemma for sure i'm not i'm not making total light of that but yeah it, it does it does come down to boundaries again and boundaries are notoriously hard to set and uphold especially ones where you're changing the boundaries of something so like you and I Sarah we're sort of relatively new friends we sort of made friends at the tail end of last year and I think once you're in a certain phase of your life and you've been through certain developmental growth phases you already when you come into a situation from the start I think you you kind of I think there's a feeling of you start as you mean to go on and you sort of know yourself a lot better and you want that friendship to be to have these certain boundaries so I I make it 
quite I'm quite upfront with um with people that I meet and have been for the last few years at least when I've been sort of more conscious of it but I'm really upfront with the sort of person that I am and what I like and what I don't it's not like I give people a contract from the off like Sheldon oh, Cooper I, I haven't signed it yet have I? I'm sorry <laughs> yeah, for God's no, sake. I mean joking aside we I think we actually did have an overt conversation like just before starting the podcast because obviously the podcast doing it with someone that you've met once and have known for like a handful of weeks mm. you know it's it is an undertaking of it's almost like a, a businessy thing rather yeah. than it's you know just normal hanging out and stuff and we did kind of say like this is what I'm like and I, you know I'll make sure that if you ever do anything that kind of bothers me I'll tell you and we'll mm-hmm. you know and just it's just been so much easier to, to kind of say that up front because once it's out there then it's so much easier to, to broach the subject yeah. if you need to yeah yeah like Jen you're really annoying me I need to tell you now I'm sorry <laughs> that I'm doing it on air so to speak but you try for me and say <laughs> you're incessant recording of all of our conversations <laughs> And broadcasting them so anyone can listen very intrusive <laughs> yeah but i i think yeah i think that's i think that's um right and but I, I remember not to do with the podcast even but i remember when we started becoming friends before obviously before the podcast because that didn't happen immediately that was i struggle to remember like we we're not quite that weird are we no. <laughs> we did know each other vaguely before yeah yeah we knew when we were messaging a lot at one point you know getting to know each other and sort of exchanging jokes and we were having basically a running competition for a few weeks about who was the funnier and it was an unspoken (laughs) thing um have we decided that yeah i don't think i don't think either of our egos could handle let's just let the truth (laughs) don't think your ego could handle the truth (laughs) no it couldn't (laughs) (laughs) yeah i did i remember I remember basically saying, and I'm not a big, um, I'm not a phone talker, so don't feel like that's ever going to be me. But if you want to discuss something on the phone, obviously, or there's an emergency, please do call. And we have spoken a few times on the phone, haven't we? But yeah, it's not a regular thing, and neither would it ever be. And I don't think you're, I think you're the same as me, like that as Definitely, well. Definitely, yeah. Um, and and also probably the meeting up thing. We've met up a few times, t- twice I think in person and had lunches and stuff, but we we knew right from the start obviously one we don't live nearby and we're both busy with other things in our life but that's it's not a necessity for me to sort of physically meet up with people really really regularly to feel close yeah. to them yeah yeah that's just I mean, not. these chats are quite I mean, less so this one but you know these are kind of like reasonably sort of deep chats yeah, and yeah. like it's not just as being like what have you been up to so you know I kind of yeah I'd much rather have a a kind of in-depth chat um I mean yeah I don't have an in-depth chat for an hour with any of my friends once a week I don't think so, yeah, yeah exactly so weirdly kind of unique yeah weirdly although that this although this is because when you're doing these sorts of things you know loads of people do podcasts but when you're doing it you partly forget that you're doing it and other people are going to listen to it and also yes. I don't I, I know that lot, you by the way <laughs> People keep saying, like, my sister said, so hi, Emma, if you're listening. She said something this morning and I was like, oh, Christ, like, it's out there. Yeah. And also, it's it's strange because I never revisit them once they're out. I've never done that. Even when I I used to have a radio job and that was available to listen to um, for three months, I think, on the system. And it would, 
it's sort of a different obviously it's a different thing because it's good it's live and it's it's going out and if you miss it you sort of miss it there was a podcast every day with the sort of best bits which was very short (laughs) (laughs) it wasn't brilliant just a 10 second teaser (laughs) yeah but yeah, I, I just said stuff and then I would forget it, move on and, and do the next thing. With podcasts, it's it's actually different because they're there indefinitely, really. Yeah. Um, so people can stop and rewind and listen and listen again and listen again. You don't obviously really get that with radio unless you're no. weird enough to record it when you're listening <laughs> to live radio. So it's even more, there's a more of a permanent feeling to it Yeah. Um, with podcasting. But yeah, I, I don't revisit it. And I'm sure if I went back and listened to the podcast I did two, three years ago, it would be like listening to somebody else talking because yeah, I wouldn't yeah. really remember saying those things and I probably wouldn't agree with half of well, them either. The, I mean, yeah, definitely. I think if I, you know, if I had conversations recorded from um, from three years ago, I know that I'm vastly different in so many ways. You'd have been drunk than, most likely well, as well. I would. I was, that was the first thing I was going <laughs> to say. Like, I was um, talking to my friend the other day and she was... We were talking about dating and she said you sent me a screenshot of someone's um profile on a on like one of the apps uh like a, a year ago or something and she said um that my, my caption to it was she's really hot but she doesn't drink so i can't trust her and wow. i'm just like god i mean obviously i was sort of joking yeah but I mean, it wasn't really like that. You wouldn't have, of, con- yeah, you wouldn't have considered that. It was just that. indicative of um, the, of a heavy drinker. The, yes, yeah. I didn't. I didn't hang around with sober people when I used to drink either. It's like a standard no. thing. Yeah, and and what was my initial point with that? Not sure. Um, That's gone off on a tangent. It's not like us, is it? We're normally so on point. I can hear your phone. Oh, sorry, sorry. Is that an I alarm? Said- yeah, I set an alarm. I was worried I wasn't going to wake up today. So just to show that I was... What's happened to you? 9.15 and your alarm's going off. I went to bed late last night. What's become of you, Sarah? One o'clock. What? Normally in bed by what? nine. I know. What I were you doing? To, what were you doing at one o'clock <laughs> on a Tuesday night? I know. You know what I was doing. <laughs> oh. Oh, was that yesterday? Yeah. Oh, sorry. We'll cut that bit out. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. That's going to sound weird, though, unless you explain it a bit. (laughs) Sarah's a serial killer, guys. (laughs) She goes prowling at night. It's Dexter Tuesdays where I get my my kill room on. No, don't say that. Um, Sarah was on a date. (laughs) Yes. A lovely date. A lovely date. But that's all we're going to say about that for now. Indeed. We will discuss the intimate details of that (laughs) next podcast. (laughs) Another vagina special. Um, yeah I don't know how I got onto that but was it bound yeah boundaries that's how it started oh you're obsessed with boundaries Jen always talking about them (laughs) boundaries this (laughs) yeah so I think when we first became friends we were just both really upfront about so this is who I am this is who I'm not don't expect anything more if you do it's on you (laughs) that's on your fault yeah (laughs) and in so far that's obviously really worked well because we don't over expect stuff from each other under expect and under deliver (laughs) (laughs) yeah so you're always pleasantly surprised (laughs) keep it consistently poor consistently way below average no one's disappointed that's that's the (laughs) name of our friendship there's there's worse ways to be (laughs) anyway all jokes aside which i know for you and i is incredibly rare incredibly rare (laughs) 
yeah, I, I value you very highly. And, and a lot of that is because I just trust, I trust the foundation of our friendship. I trust you as a person. We've gotten to know each other in a really kind of organic, honest way. And, and I do trust that if you were annoyed with me for something, I, I feel like you would be able to say it. And I hope that I, I've given you the, um, you've, I hope I've made you feel secure enough as a friend that you wouldn't feel like terrified of having an honest conversation with me if it was a bit difficult. And even then, I know that it's hard to do that with a friend, but I feel like if that could be achieved, then we probably have achieved it so far. We've smashed it. We've smashed it out of the park, I think. And yeah. I, I, I value you too. I, and I love these podcasts. I really, I always feel quite energised after them, which is, is quite strange for me because, because I am a massive introvert. I love talking to my friends and stuff, but afterwards I usually feel really drained. Mm. So it's sort of the opposite. I mean, sometimes I do feel quite drained as well. But I don't know, it just, it, it's it's a fun thing to do i just love talking about big stuff and making terrible jokes and i think we've kind of got that down pat so yeah same well yeah so i i think adele that it does come down to boundaries and go back to the boundary episode and that will give you all you need to know about vaginas <laughs> <laughs> and then approach approach your aunt and your boyfriend and talk about my vagina and you'll be fine yeah they won't want to see you again so they won't give you any more presents you will alienate them immediately (laughs) so you won't have to worry about your frog collection anymore yeah i mean that is another way of tackling it isn't it just just become an abhorrent person and no one will buy you (laughs) (laughs) yeah the other thing my mom actually she she has been given a few presents and I won't name the presents because I wouldn't want anyone that might ever listen to this to identify themselves because that would be embarrassing for her and hurtful for them but she has been given one or two presents over the years that she doesn't like but she can't and won't have the con I've I've said why don't you just tell them you don't like it and um or that it got lost in the move when they've moved house or something like that she won't do it she says the easiest thing for her to do all round is to hide the stuff so she never sees it normally and on the rare occasion that they'll come over to the house get it out and put it on full-on display I think a lot of people do do things like that I don't think that's super rare yeah Um, and you know what like it to be honest if if that's if that gives you peace, then it's kind of not doing any harm because you know it's not like it's going to be on your mind constantly while it's hidden and they're not there. So the thing is, yeah. though, she has amassed a few of these things, so she ah. actually she has actually like had to set aside like she has a cupboard space. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's got a storage unit. Yeah, she she's got a few of them that she she doesn't. It's not that it's not even that she doesn't like them. It's like she likes them, but it doesn't go with her stuff. So there's yeah. nowhere to sort of put it other than in a cupboard <laughs> and I yeah it's a bit difficult and sometimes when these people come over and I'm aware of it I'm like make sure you get that thing out <laughs> dust it off and um that would make me laugh I it think. really Just does looking at it like oh look at that it does that I've never seen for 10 <laughs> yeah. years. it doesn't make her laugh though when I've, I've been over at a house when when one of these people have been there and I'll sort of sidle up to the mantelpiece and this thing that she's put there and sort of stroke it <laughs> Like you gave her this, didn't you? She loves it so much. It's always. I'm not sure if I can have it for my own home, but I wouldn't no, say that because then I'd get one as well. <laughs> yeah, true. And I'm not that sort of person, so I'd be like, I don't like this. I'm so sorry. I appreciate the gesture I was so much. With you. <laughs> yeah, I really dislike it. I was saying that purely for a joke. 
yeah but it's it is difficult because obviously you don't want to hurt people's feelings so it it is an ethical dilemma but i think that we have um we've solved it so we've solved it a hundred percent hundred times over <laughs> yeah so <laughs> now if you could buy us a gift of our choosing to say thank you um i would like just cold hard cash would be quite fine cold hard cash or vouchers at a push yeah. but even that you know you're limited then to a bloody shop you've got to go specifically out to a shop that's can yeah. that can be annoying unless it's amazon and i've got moral dilemmas with amazon so yeah just money just money is just fine. give me cash or nothing at all or make a donation to charity but then um you know do that anyway don't use me as the excuse <laughs> the, the problem with this sort of humor and this sort of honesty is that you can come across like a right arsehole <laughs> no i am a right arsehole a lot of the time you're not though you're not and i'm not bluff. it's a double bluff jen i actually am no i'm not really i know you're I'm not and i'm not and also it. we're both really sensitive so we would we be are. really upset if we felt that we'd hurt someone's feelings or if yeah. people even if people listen to this and think, God, what a couple of absolute yes. bitches. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not at all like that. No, Jen's written a book about how to look after yourself. I'm a therapist. We care about people. We care about people a lot. We do. We just like to take the piss out of them too. Yeah. But people, still, people, a lot of people don't this. get humour, I think. That's the problem. But I think, like, and a lot of people think that humour should be um, isolated to things which are safe and, you know, kind of benign. But I was thinking <laughs> You could say, last... like, banana skins. <laughs> Very specific brand <laughs> of crap comedy. And whoopee cushions, and that's it. That's all they're interested <laughs> in. Um, but no, I was talking about this last night, like, um, in terms of... Um, the way that I write in order to access um, like big feelings and big issues I actually use humor as a kind of tool to do that and Mm. I don't think there's anything wrong with making jokes about big hard difficult things because you know depression is horrible and it's painful and it's all of those things but it is also funny like there are elements of it where I look back at unlike situations and I'm like I can I can laugh at myself for ways that I responded to things or how dramatic I was about stuff or, you know, and I'm not afraid to do that because I just think the human condition existence, it's a, it's a very complex one. And it's not, I don't think this, this is a very long winded way of me saying I defend my jokes about yeah. everything. And, yeah. and I mean that, I do really mean that. And making light of dark situations at, at the right time, obviously, I think, you yeah. know, I mean, there's a dark stuff plus time thing, equals comedy. But... I think somebody... Yeah, well-known once said that which to me makes sense yeah but it's true and and i i appreciate that i know loads of people do and if people don't then you're listening to the wrong fucking podcast <laughs> like there are millions of them <laughs> go yeah, elsewhere fuck out of here there's loads of <laughs> earnest american ones that won't have any yeah. jokes at all <laughs> or people that laugh at things or say things that are not funny yeah and i know that it's subjective what people find funny partly but certain things are not funny certain things aren't like certain things that people laugh at they're just nervous laughers that's another thing that's the boundary of mine I can't laugh at things that I don't find funny the same as I can't dance to music I don't like I think it's a really good boundary to have I don't know I don't know if this is my experience as a gay woman because obviously I'm kind of coming at it from a slightly different angle but that's the thing that I've noticed um as a quite I mean it's a sweeping generalization as we like to do on this podcast but um I've noticed it as quite a big difference between um men and women is that I quite I've 
I've really I've hung out with guys a lot and I've really liked them but I've noticed that they don't do that like I've said stuff that you know was a bit of a shit joke and they just don't bother laughing because mm. they don't have that expectation and at first I remember being like oh I feel I don't know I don't know if Rob likes me but then actually you just realize that they just don't feel I think it's a patriarchy thing like we are conditioned to like titivate people and just be like oh it's so funny yeah and you know I think it's I think it's really good that because it means that if I say something and you laugh I know that it's I found it funny, funny. Yeah. yeah and I don't have to be like oh was that real you know I just yeah. I really appreciate authentic reactions even if it is me saying something I think is funny and it just dying absolutely because that, that's truth isn't it you get a reflection of truth back to you and that's something that's good and for me really necessary in my life I can't I can't be around much fakery I just can't there's only so much that I can sort of stand and that's why I choose friends and my pastimes and how I how I live my life I choose those things really carefully and I really protect it and I really make effort not to let any or to, to not let as much negativity into my life as I can possibly manage I try and keep that at bay and I don't invite I was thinking about this earlier and that's the other reason why I don't sit and watch TV. I never put the TV on and just sit and watch whatever is there, which is why I don't often know about things as they occur yeah, yeah. in that sense. Yeah, I just I just don't allow that stuff in. I don't watch reality stuff generally. Very occasionally I will or you'll get into it, but I try to just absolutely swerve away from it and I don't buy magazines, I don't buy tabloids. I just, I'm not aware of... Um, dross and I don't want to be like I really it makes me so happy the rare occasions when I do glimpse a tabloid thing or occasionally I might go on like mail online or something if there's some some sort of um celebrity that I'm interested in story that I think oh that'll be some light entertainment I'll read that and I'll I'm I'm so overjoyed when I realize I don't know 99% of who they're talking about anymore like people's names I've never heard of and I'm, it's just joyful because I just think, oh, I'm just so oblivious to all this absolute nonsense. Look, I'm not. I I, I just don't think there's a more perfect time for you to start listening to the Archers, Jen. I mean, basically, <laughs> we've come full circle. I think that's where you're at. You're at that point in your life where uh, you need some cows. It's time. It's time for the Archers. It's time. Right. I hope we have helped you, Adele, and. Um, yes. Sarah, as always, it's been a bloody pleasure, my darling. Hasn't it, hasn't it my love? Yes. And, um, and I love you. I love you too. I'll catch you soon. Yes. Bye-bye. <laughs> I love the fake bite that we do at the end of the night. So what do you reckon? Was that all right then? <laughs>